Daily Hebrew Declarations with Daniel Jedediah Cook, and I'm reading the declaration for today, October the 7th, 2020. The three Hebrew letters we're honoring today are Yud, Zion, and Resh. Along with those three living letters, we're also honoring the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of counsel. The declaration today reads this, a small dot so significant that nothing begins without its power to race across the multiverses in a micro-instant, to perform and finish a task. The crown of authority set on the time of now, a place of shalom, a place of peace. Living in a higher state of being to see around corners, to know future events and be the catalyst to create the future. Wow, what a declaration today. You know, this morning as I was beginning to meditate on this, uh, on this, on today's declaration, it, I really began to get stirred because what Michelle was talking about with regards to the small dot and the small dot being so significant that nothing begins without its power to race across the multiverse in a micro instant. And that's a great way of thinking about Yud because Yud really is a letter that transcends time. It is not bound by time. It operates in time, but it is not bound by time. You see, the Yud operates in what I call the moment of now and what we call the moment of now. Then it goes beyond. That's why the quiet, why she talked about the crown of authority set on the time of now. But that time of now is also a place of peace. It's a place of shalom. It's a place of, of rest. And so it's as I began to meditate this morning, Yahweh reminded me about the quantum and specifically the quantum realm. Because see, a lot of times we, we know a little bit about quantum and quantum seems to be kind of a catchphrase nowadays. And, but let's kind of dig into it a little bit. Let's think about it a little bit because Einstein's theory of relativity basically talks about how space and time is like a blanket or if you will, like a, a, a sheet that goes across space and time. And that this sheet actually can have uh, be affected by the weight of matter. So a planet, a sun and so on can actually depress kind of like a bowling ball on a trampoline. It will make that depress and that uh, and that the planets and so on, like in our solar system, the planets spin around that that gravity well that's created by our sun. Well, not only our sun, but the truth is the uh, the gravity well that's created by the by the supermassive black hole that's in the center of our galaxy. A lot of people don't even know that that's even the case. But the truth is, is the sun itself rotates around a supermassive black hole at the center of our galaxy. That really is the massive amount of of uh, gravity that our, our that the sun and our planets spin around. But see, there's there's a difference, and there's been there's been a, a push in the uh, in the scientific realm of trying to to join what we call the the Einstein theory of relativity and the realm of the macro, the realm of the cosmos, and then the realm of the quantum. Because quantum quantum is, is different. Quantum really supersedes some of the laws that Einstein talked about in his theory of relativity. I know, we're talking about a declaration today, and here I am talking science, right? But hold on tight. Oh, please, hold on tight. See, one of the ways that you can, uh, you can actually see quantum and the best way of being able to describe quantum is a dot. That truthfully, even Einstein's sheet or, or blanket or, or material that goes across all of space-time, if you go down small enough, 
is made up of a series of dots. Actually, science goes on to say that nothing really touches something else. That that really, if you can go down small enough, in, in between every atom and the electrons and protons, there is space. And so really, all of space is 99.9 something percent space. And that very little of it is actual matter. Now, I know you're like, well, wait a minute, how does all that fit together with the declaration for today? Well, look at what we're talking about. We're talking about a very, very tiny dot. It's the beginning of all of it. The small dot that's, that's so significant that nothing begins without its power to race across the multiverse in a micro instant. You see, one of the things that, that, that science has begun to discover with, uh, with quantum particularly in dealing with, with a, a technology called quantum dots. That there, that quantum and these, these quantum particles actually blink. And, and they, they don't know exactly why they blink, except that sometimes they will turn themselves off, turn themselves on, and they will, be, they will be showing out a light. And then other times they turn themselves off. Sometimes it can be for minutes at a time. Sometimes it can be for only moments at a time. But they have this tendency to blink. And they started to ask the question, well, why do these quantum dots, why do these these uh, these quantum particles that, that emit light start to blink like that? It just doesn't make sense. And so they began to theorize, you know, is there something that maybe there's that's dangling or that's that's a part of that that outside of the quantum dot that that causes it to blink, that causes it to turn off its life light for a period of time? And what they discovered is they began to dig into it. They took some particles that they actually dangled onto the surface of the quantum dot. And they called them, they actually called them dangling bonds. And they discovered that these dangling bonds did have an effect with the way that the quantum dot would blink on or blink off. Now I know you're like, wait a minute, what in the world is he talking about? But let me bring up this scripture to you. Do you see what this means? This is Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2. And 3, actually. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on. It means we'd better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. Wait a minute. Strip down, start running, and never quit. You see, the dangling bonds are these bonds that cause the light to turn off. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. See, these, these, they're weights that so easily beset us, as the King James talks about. And these weights will cause the light to go off inside of us. But are we not a, a city that's set on a hill whose light cannot be hidden? Then why are we dealing with these things that cause our lights to be turned off or dimmed even for a moment? Now, that doesn't mean that the light's still not shining on the inside. It's just that something is causing it to, to, to be turned off so that when, when it's, when it's shown out into the, into the cosmos, into the multiverse, into, into the universe, it, it appears to be turned off. And so study how Yahweh, did, how Yeshua did it. Keep your eyes on Yeshua, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way. Cross, the shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor right alongside Yahweh. When you find yourself flagging in your faith or flag, you know, or struggling in your faith, 
Go over that story again, item by item. That long litany of hostility he plowed through, that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. Now that was from the Message Bible, and it's Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3. But I begin to think about this and the light that's inside of us. You see, Yeshua bare every all of our sins upon the cross. And the truth is, is those, those weights which so easily beset us are only placed back on us because we place them back on. Yeshua took everything. Everything is completely done and finished. Last night during the uh, the Living Letter Mentor Series, we were talking about Samek. And, and we, we talked about this place, and Samek was crying out last night. And I find it very, very awesome when, when he does, because Samek is a very ancient letter. Samek is the only one of the 22 letters that's actually a circle. But it talks about this place of being protected. It talks about the place of of being wrapped up, if you will, in a hedge of thorns. We know of Hosea's wife, Gomer, who Yahweh said, I'm going to place in a hedge of thorns and protect her. But then there's another place in scripture where it talks about a hedge of thorns that we also miss a lot of times. What if Paul? Yahweh asked Paul on the road to Damascus, why are you kicking against the goads? Why are you kicking against the thorns? Now the scripture doesn't say that specifically he had a hedge of thorns wrapped around him, but if Yahweh's asking him, why are you kicking against the thorns? He had a hedge of thorns wrapped around him. And the truth is, is that every one of us do as well. There's a hedge of protection that Yahweh has wrapped around us. Nothing, nothing at all has any opportunity to be able to get inside of that hedge of thorns. You see, that hedge of thorns protects from both sides. That that is trying to get in. And for us, as we begin to move outside of the place, if we choose to. Now, I, I don't want to. I don't want to kick against the goads. I don't want to kick against those thorns. No. Let us lay aside that, that sin which so easily besets us. Or like, or like it says here in the Message Bible, no extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Allow those things to be, to be laid down and put aside. Don't put them back on you and allow them to hold you back because you are a son of Almighty Yahweh.